This week on the podcast, it's just us boys. Is Warhammer 40k Darktide worth the wait? What's happening with the 4080? What's the deal with the 4080? And what was announced at RazorCon? All of that and more in this week's episode of the podcast. Roll the intro. Do 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 do. Not a fancy intro because I don't want to mess with stuff. Blah blah la da da la. Da da da. Yeah. Yep. That's that's where we're at. I uh, I don't trust anything right now. Certainly not the machines. Never trust the machines. Never oh, trust. Yeah, the Skynet machines. is real. Like Skynet is coming for us. Just you know. Bring your tinfoil hats out, okay? And uh, before Skynet takes out our stream, hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I'm your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Greenlee Green. How are you doing today? Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing all right. <laughs> that good, huh? <laughs> I did absolutely nothing today. I just cleaned my room and, and yeah. That's, that's Give yourself it. props. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Jordan Peterson is very That's proud great. of you. Yeah, I'm glad. Gross. I'm glad. I didn't. I didn't make my bed though. That's one thing. Like, the bed is still a mess. Like, I'm not gonna like show for the the, the visual viewers, but I got shit on my bed that I still need to like put away or find a home for. So, I mean, sad. Jordan but what you Peterson can't see is. isn't there. <laughs> Anyways. We're also joined by the Spooky and the Ookly, the Mendachi. Mendachi, how are you today? Uh, you know, we're getting by. Definitely feeling the spooky. Tomorrow, Konami is going to probably show us some uh, gameplay or something like that of uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake. At least that's what I'm assuming it is. Uh, they've got like an 11-minute presentation tomorrow, so super excited for that. And then the following day, Capcom's throwing on something that's probably going to be um, a Resident Evil 4 remake presentation. So if you if you dug either of those games or you like survival horror this is a this is a week where you're gonna be eating good hell yeah i think we, we need to make a statement about uh we had to pour one out for cartoon network and g4 tv pour one oh, out for yeah. the homies i'll uh, i'll not I, be pouring one out for g4 tv yeah. they can eat my whole ass <laughs> our yeah, childhood they... Yeah, well, I, it turns out in order to be entertained as children, people had to be treated like absolute dog shit. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> fuck that yeah. place. It, it was unfortunate, uh, but I, I think the biggest of this Cartoon Network just gone with the wind. Just, just remember, guys, yeah. that Olivia Munn didn't exist to be eye candy. Right. <laughs> right. For sure. Watching for Olivia Munn, I was watching for Kevin Pereira. Uh, I was still different. I never had uh, G4. It was not, I didn't oh. have like the digital, uh, I didn't have like any digital cable or anything like that. And by the time that we did for a very brief period of time, G4 was already off the air. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think the the closest I had was like Machinima. It like in the, I think they had like Rip. inside gaming. Uh, and then uh, SourceFed, uh, which was a Philip DeFranco venture back in the early 2000s tens uh they did some tech news and actually one of the uh one of the uh the girls who did uh source fed also uh went on to do uh, went on to be a presenter for like ign uh, trisha hershberger oh cool yeah i started watching g4 when i was 15 it's uh i bought direct tv like if i wanted cable tv at my house i had to pay for it and i had a, had gotten a job uh at mcdonald's so i was paying for the cable um, and I would watch Attack on uh, Attack of the Show like every day, and that was like the pinnacle of G four. Yeah. And then after that, it was just nothing but cops, and I'm glad it folded. <laughs> <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. No nah, man, I miss I miss Tech TV and X Play, all that shit, man. Yeah. That uh, old school shit. Too. At this point, I feel kind of weird bringing up the question of the week, but I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> What's your light in the dark? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, what's your light in the dark there, uh, Mendachi? Uh, for me, right now, it's got to be the point. Uh, the fact that I will be 
holding a college diploma in in a few years and uh be doing work that i actually give a shit about i think that that's that's the main thing that's keeping me going is uh the suffering the suffering is not forever we will we will succeed we will persevere we'll rise have nothing to lose but your chains yes I see. Green, what's your light in the dark? Um, I would have to probably say like the, the most generic and corny answer is pro- it's probably my fiance. Like I'm I've moved across the country essentially for her. Um you know, to start a new chapter with with her. So that's probably my my the corniest answer I could and, and my dogs, my my puppers. I just want to point out that you're a son of a bitch and stealing my answer. It is also your fiance. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my fa- my fiance is a fucking peach. Okay. <laughs> no, I was gonna say my fiance because you know I want to get the brownie points, and uh, even oh though, yeah, even though I know it wouldn't work. <laughs> uh, I'm not going for brownie points because I know my fiance probably won't see this. So, <laughs> oh, I was gonna send a clip. Oh, oh, humble. I don't care. She will. She will enjoy it. She will be very happy. But you know, we should have all said fiancés and given everyone that's not engaged or in a relationship that FOMO feel that Zombie was talking about. Uh, yeah. For anyone who doesn't, who isn't aware, our uh, our good friend and member of the Arcana, uh, Zombie Potion. Uh, basically, everybody on the V Arcana team uh, has now uh, gotten engaged. And he said he was feeling uh, the, the the FOMO, fear of missing out. But he's already went through it. He's already been married. So, uh, yeah, guys, let us know what's your light in the dark. You know, if it's a person, tag them. Tag them, tag them in your response. You can now tag on YouTube. You can also tag on Twitter. Tag them. Make them feel special today. Okay? They, they need it. If it. If it is a person. Otherwise, like... I don't know if it's a snack cake or something like that that really guides your life. Tag the snack cake and on Twitter. Why not? P.S. Also give me one of those snack cakes. Yeah. Me too. Give me one. Especially if you go to the, if you're going to the corner store. I'd love to. Uh, yeah. Uh, a snack cake and a pack of cigarettes, please. <laughs> and then please come back. Unlike my dad. Oh. Oh, that was dark. You don't, you don't get to say that. <laughs> Your dad is a wonderful human being. He is. He is. I sure Anyways. hope that my, my dad doesn't come back because that would mean that we are in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. Well, uh, that was fucking dark, Mendachi. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Warhammer 40k Dark Tide then? Yeah, yeah, I figured I'd just, you know, slip in. Let's get real dark. Bring in, bring in the tides. Anyway, so I would like to open this up with... Um, one day the crude biomass that you call a temple will fail you and you will beg my kind to save you but i am already saved for the machine is immortal it's an opening line from mechanicus uh, another apparently very good warhammer game there's not too many there's a lot of terrible ones i am on the fence as to whether or not this one will fall on the good side or the bad side and i'd love to tell you all about it so, Dark Tide is set to release on November 30th of this year after being announced in July of 2020 and being delayed a total of four times. For those completely unaware of the game, Dark Tide is developed by Fat Shark, the same people behind Vermintide 1 and 2, and based in the Warhammer 40k universe. It's a hybrid style game that mixes RPG elements with horde shooter gameplay and styles like Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood. They've had a technical test and a closed beta that took place over this past weekend. So far, there's been no word if the game will have an open beta in the weeks leading up to its release. However, I got the choice to join in on the closed beta and was able to put in 12 hours. Uh, so got, I've got, like I said, mixed feelings. The game looks and sounds really awesome. If you're a big fan of 40K or just like the aesthetic of 40K, you could spend hours staring at everything around you, including the enemy models. The music is a mix of deep gothic synth metal fraught with bass and organs, making for some of Jesper Kidd's best work yet. 
After looking and listening around, I was happy to hear that I wasn't the only one that suffered through latency issues or tearing due to the game not being optimized, which sounds a bit schadenfreude, but it is what it is. I have heard that this is a somewhat older build that we played on. Uh, that along with many server connection issues, some of which stopped our group from being able to complete missions. It was really aggravating. A few times we were right outside the boss door or even at the elevator at the end of a level, literally about to hit the uh, the mission complete screen and the game would have a server connection failure and you can attempt to log back in, but you would always get the same like handshake failed, handshake failed. And uh, every time you exited the game, it would crash. So super cool. Uh, obviously, if you're unable to complete a mission, that means no uh, rewards or anything like that. But again, it's a beta and it's not going to carry over. So you kind of have to like throw it over your shoulder and kind of keep going. Uh, issues like these and many others that I personally didn't experience make me worry that it may be pushed back again this time into like a vague spring of 2023. But so far, there's no news on that. Now, keep in mind, it's only Tuesday, so things ended Sunday, like very late Sunday. Uh, so I guess going into Monday morning. Now, despite the issues surrounding build optimization, the gameplay is extremely fun. You create a character straight down to their home world and defining moments. And there is a ton of options as far as that goes. And then, of course, customizing your character model, which there's a number of options. It's not like Skyrim level, but it's enough to make you feel like you're making a um, original and kind of a unique character to a point. Then you pick a class, which there is the Psyker, Veteran, Zealot, or Ogren. And then you get a quick breakdown of how to play your class. All of them seem pretty damn fun. I put most of my time into the Psyker class, and every mission was just a blast. You get a melee and a ranged weapon to take on hordes of cannon fodder, specials, and bosses in some of the dingiest, rustiest, most gothic, badass levels I have seen ever. Each class had a solid setup and a different feel from each other meaning that the gameplay that you would experience would be vastly different depending on what class you decide to play. You have enough slots in which you could create a character for each of the classes, uh, and they all level up separately. So you don't necessarily have like a player level. You have a class level, but it, you do have to choose a different character. So you kind of have to choose where you want to put your time and uh, effort into. So alongside that, it's mission-based gameplay. Uh, it's that with like a rotation of side quests that sometimes pop up, though the side quests didn't work in the beta. There's always money as a reward at the end of these missions to use in shops to purchase different weapons. There's a lot of cosmetics to earn through leveling, and there's probably shops that allow you to buy cosmetics with that in-game currency that you get, though I did not get to a high enough level to, to access all of the merchants that were available. So as far as in-game purchases, I'm not really sure what there's going to be other than there is a separate real people money currency for, for purchase that are known as Aquilas. Um, I've taken to calling them space shillings. So if it's anything like Vermintide 2, speaking of shillings, they'll be rare and mostly tied to cosmetics. When the game finally releases, it'll be released for $39.99 for the Standard Edition or $59.99 for the Imperial Edition, which comes with literally tons of cosmetics for all the classes and 2,500 um, space shillings or oculus. The specs, like the minimum requirements for this game, have yet to be listed on Steam, uh, and I did not look elsewhere for it. And of course, there is no console release at this time. Uh, that's that's pretty much the the rough and short of it. Uh, it was it was a great time. There was a lot of headaches here and there. Uh, but, you know, it was a beta test. And like I said um, earlier today, I'd found out that it was likely an older build. So you kind of have to give it a little bit of room to breathe. Do you guys have any uh, questions as far as my experience goes? Um, I don't really have like a question for experience wise. My, my biggest mm -hmm. question is like, where does this game sit in like the 40 K universe? Like 
is there space marines uh does it like have any lore references to you know the god emperor or anything like that like where is this at in the universe absolutely yeah so basically you're on a giant like prison planet thing you're all playing as what are known as rejects and you're part of the imperial army so like one of the classes is a veteran. You're literally an Imperial Guardsman, which are like the dudes that die by like the tens of thousands in the trenches and shit. So like, don't expect like you're going to put on the sick ass Space Marine armor and stuff. The coolest and like closest thing that you're going to get that you're going to recognize are going to be some of the weapons. Um, oh, uh, you get to choose like your voice lines and stuff like that for your character, like your voice actor, essentially. And um, depending on your background and stuff, they'll actually reference things. So like if you're playing a zealot from a specific planet that had a specific upbringing, you'll be like, you know, like for the machine spirit and, you know, like golden schools for the school throne, you know, things like that. Um, there's a heavy emphasis of um, doing what the emperor abides and that cowardice is met only by death. Um a lot of cool stuff, even like the loading screens, the loading screens are literally just filled with like uh, religious zealotry. <laughs> it was it was just something that was super fun to like read through and be like, that's metal as fuck <laughs> while the game's loading. But um, yeah, like you're going to be you're going to be fighting mostly like um, chaos heretics, uh, like pox ridden, disgusting things that will kind of like harken some images of like Nurgle and Nurgle spawn. Um, but I want to say that a lot of it is like chaos spawn. Um, yeah, yeah. So like you're not getting like heavy armored and like trudging around in power armor. So All right. I, I first uh, I I have the uh, system specs here. Uh, the the recommended specs or the the minimum specs uh, from the Good. Game debate, and I have some questions about just like how the game played and stuff for you. But um, yeah. So uh, minimum specs, according to uh, GameDebate.com, because I didn't see it on the Steam page for some reason, uh, it needs Windows 7 64-bit, uh, processor uh, Intel Core i3 uh, 560, or an AD, uh, AMD uh, Phenom 2 X4 805, uh, AMD Graphics R7 360X, or an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 750 Ti, uh, four gigs RAM, forty gigs of hard drive space, and a DirectX eleven, uh, DirectX eleven compatible graphics card. Uh, did you find that the game like ran smoothly? Like lighting bugs, anything like that? Any any particular issues and like stuttering or the like? So most of what I had experienced was going to be issues with like latency, with tearing and stuff like that. But it was more like just due to um. I think server issues, man. And uh, I'm noticing even just by like looking at this, I can tell if this was actually the the technical uh, because they don't use those models for ammo. Uh, it's more like ammo packs and stuff. But um, like yeah. when you get into the thick of it and you're dealing with just like hordes of enemies, you're going to notice that the game, at least during the beta, again, this is like pre-optimization and could have been an earlier build. But I noticed a lot of it was like maybe around like 40 FPS. Um, Brent, who's in chat that I played with all weekend, he actually got 30 hours in. Um, you know, uh, lets us know that, yes, it takes place in the hive city of Tertium over the planet Atoma Prime. And uh, a lot of people had performance problems with high end rigs. Game does need some optimizing. One of the uh, biggest streamers that I uh, watch and listen to every week, which would be Pat over at Pat Stares at, uh, also got into the closed beta and said, like, wow, this game fucking rocks. Wow, it plays like shit. Um, and it, it literally does, I think, just come straight down to the beta. But despite all of that, yeah, like it's it's gorgeous. It's super fun. And like Brent said, I wish I was playing it right now. It's going to be a long 40 some odd days until release, man. Yeah. Uh, just a quick note for anyone that is watching live or uh, watching this on YouTube. Uh, the video that is on the screen right now is from PC Gamer. It is uh, from four months ago as of recording this. So, uh, 
yeah that was just the yeah. best cleanest gameplay video i could find to to demonstrate at least what the majority of the gameplay is going to look like yeah i had thought about streaming it but i was kind of like i mean it's closed beta i'm not entirely certain i don't want to one i couldn't find out if they were going to be okay with us streaming it two i didn't really know what to expect and honestly after this weekend i'm happy i didn't because it would have been a lot of dead air watching me trying to get back into games here and there it just it was it was rough but uh the the times where i was playing i had an amazing time yeah um shoot i had a uh another question oh um yes so like in in the in regards to Warhammer and and 40k like how deep into it are you and does this game meet your expectations for what a 40k game should be so first thing I'll say is that like I haven't played too many 40k games. Uh, I'm a person who really enjoys the aesthetic, but have never really like, you know, dumped any any time into like getting into the tabletop because I just don't have an entire 401k to spend on minis and paint. Um I'm already into D&D and that already takes enough time and money. But uh, as as far as like the games go, I know that there are a ton of them um, and there are way more bad than good. I really I, I'm after this beta, I really feel like this is going to be one of the best ones. I'm hoping that it ends up being the best one. Um, I know that some of the people that we talked to uh the, the like after playing and like the people that we played vermintide with um i know that brent specifically had talked to a couple people he quick played with that were unhappy with dark tide because it wasn't what they were expecting uh this is supposed to essentially be like the quote-unquote sequel to vermintide even though vermintide takes place in just warhammer um but it is vastly different from that game i mean like you're literally walking around with a laser rifle for one two like you can sprint around there's a stamina system the melee combat is a lot more intuitive and built upon uh the leveling system like you literally have better gear uh like with stats and everything and special abilities on those um you have multiple special abilities as well as an ultimate it plays closer to something like uh like a character like a character rpg not a character action but yeah like a or like a hero shooter without you know the other elements of hero shooters yeah interesting like i uh, the uh one last question i i was gonna ask you here uh for these horde mode shooters you know you're mentioning mm -hmm. vermintide obviously there's left for dead there's uh killing floor two um from what you played what makes this game stand out from that pack and where would you place it like on a tier list Oh, absolutely. So like with Left 4 Dead, Back for Blood, Killing Floor, I, I would say that all of those relatively kind of get put in the same spot. Uh, I would put Killing Floor is like great if you just love mindless slaughter, because that's what it is nine out of ten times. Back for Blood and Left 4 Dead, do you have a bit of a loose story? Um, and like you, you have a specific mission in each uh, level. You know, but it's typically get from point A to point B versus killing floor is just, you know, again, the slaughter survive until you get to the end of the rounds. Games like Vermintide and um, uh, probably Darktide will actually have a string of missions that paint you the entire story of your characters. Vermintide, you actually have a full campaign and then they had DLC that added missions uh, like story missions in like a sequential order from Vermintide one. So I'm assuming that we're going to see a bit of that feel at least a little possibly from dark tide. Uh, it did have a feel more like say left for dead or back for blood where it was like, yeah, there is maybe um, a, se a sequence that you would do these in, but primarily you're just 
checking out like a string of missions that are meant to be repeated. Vermintide is like straight up. You play all the way through the story. And then after that, you can pick literally any mission that you want to. Of course, you have the increased difficulty. Um, you want to level up, get better gear. Um, yeah. Uh, Brent is pointing out that they withheld how the story works in the beta. The story in Vermintide is a hundred percent cohesive from the moment that you started all the way to the end. Like there are final bosses in each uh, kind of string of chapters, as well as at the end of the game, all with their own mechanics and every level is yes. It's like a get from point A to point B, but there is a lot of stuff that you actually have to do in between a lot of different events and dark tide still holds on to that. So as far as a tier list goes, obviously I can't quite speak on dark tide right now, but Vermintide two is by far and wide the best uh, horde shooter out there uh, to date. And it just, there's so much to play uh, with having five characters and almost four classes for every single uh, character as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's from the same team. So the hopes are really high, but that also means that the potential for it letting you down is also somewhat high. (laughs) So, you know, we're just, we're just hoping. Yeah. Anything else on Warhammer 40k Darktide? Any like final thoughts that you want to get out? Uh the the weapons feel awesome and every melee weapon and gun has some sort of secondary use. Like an assault rifle will have a flashlight, but the shotgun you can load a slug shell in and do some hella cool work. Um, the shovel you can like spear someone in the face and then crack their their head, you know, with the normal fire. Everything feels really good. We talked last week about uh, like shooting people feeling juicy. This is all juice all day. Um, so like it, it just has a really, really awesome feel. It's also, uh, it also requires a little bit more tact than your typical horde shooter where you're going to have to be quick on your feet. You're going to have to use, um, the area of the room that you're in and you're going to have to be close to your teammates or you will be picked off. Um, yeah, it's it's really cool. There's a lot of synergy as well to building uh, your team because everyone can make their own characters. The like options that you'll end up kind of like running into are near limitless. Even in the beta, it was pretty cool. You could have a whole team of giant ogrins, you know, that are just going around and punching everyone to death or a whole bunch of psychers just like going around and making people's heads pop all over the place. It's pretty sick. Nice. Any green? Do you have any thoughts, questions, opinions you want to get out there? No, I'm I'm pretty sad. I'm, I'm y'all, sh- y'all should get it. Y'all should get it. Y'all should play with us. You can <laughs> you can have like, I th- I think it was four people. Yeah, it's a four person four person teams as well. Uh, so like and like if you guys both liked playing the same class, uh, like I had said before there's no limits we could all play the same class if we really wanted to Mm -hmm. so yeah there's there's no limit to uh how you can enjoy the game or how you and your friends can enjoy the game yeah well hopefully you don't take that invitation back like nvidia took back the 4080 yeah nice segue yeah she gets one every once in a while Oh no! Yeah, every once in a while you should you know, try to you know let it out, but uh, uh, Nvidia won't let the forty eighty out. Yeah. <laughs> I can do it too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. explain this, Green. Explain this. Oh, yeah. On on Friday uh, last week on the fourteenth, uh, Nvidia decided at the last minute to pull the twelve gig version of the forty eighty from release without much reason or explanation. Um, but there has been so, uh, some speculation surrounding what caused this sudden turnaround. Uh, the, the cards were slated for a mid-November release, uh, and with the several with that, several had already many several partners, excuse me, had already packaged and and manufactured these twelve gig cards. Um, Nvidia does plan to refund these partners for their loss in revenue due to this pulling. Um, but the biggest thing is like, what is the issue? of this uh, uh like the 4080 like why did nvidia decide to pull 
the 4080 from the shelves before even releasing. Uh, uh, this could is this an issue of like a mislabeled product or uh, is this something else? Uh, there was actually two versions of the 4080 slated to release, and that was the 12 gig version and the 16 gig variant. Um, some would say that the 12 gig version is just a 4070 with a 4080 sticker slapped over it, uh, just to get that nice higher price tag. Uh, but as of now, NVIDIA has not confirmed why they decided to pull the cards out of rotation. Danny, what do you think? That, I think the idea, and this is the, uh, all the folks that I've seen in the space talk about this, where it seems like they really wanted to just make a 4070 and slap a 4080 sticker on it. Uh, that seems to be the most plausible. I think... It, that that was kind of the um the the position that Linus Tech Tips uh took on the WAN show. I think uh uh Gamers Nexus kind of took that. And there's a lot of speculation. I remember when we actually covered the uh four thousand series uh was that two weeks ago? Uh the something like that, yeah. Yeah, that there's a lot of people who even mentioned it then when the cards were announced that that the forty eighty really isn't a uh, like it isn't an it isn't the worthy of the 80 version of the car like the 80 you know denomination the 80 tag yeah yeah the 80 mm -hmm. tag um which is interesting because they in the 3000 series they did the same thing um the 3080 had two variants but it was a it was an upgrade um i think it was like initially eight gigs and then like there was a 12 gig variant or maybe it was 10 and 12 uh, I'm not 100% sure, but they had that, like, distinct variant difference. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, the, the, the performance jump um, from the 3 to the 4 doesn't necessarily warrant the the 12-gig card being worthy of that 80. I, I can agree with that. I can attest to that. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely think this is one of those situations where NVIDIA thought they were going to get away with with being able to do that and then people are like these specs aren't lining up this feels like you're being deliberately deceptive about what customers should expect out of this card and i think them pulling it was mostly damage control i think that this was one of the situations where like you know we hear you we hear you we don't want you guys to be like so mad at us that you won't actually buy the cards so we're just going to pull it. And they're probably going to take whatever they've produced, whatever they've made for these cards, they're probably going to throw into a 4070 Ti. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually excited to see what the price points of AMD are going to look like this year. Um, I know that's slated for a mid-November release as well um, with the new RDNA 3 cards. Um, so like, I honestly, I think this might be this might be AMD's year. Um, when it comes to graphics cards, mm. so if they can compete with like those, the the performance and a better price point than Nvidia brought this year, I I I can see more people buying AMD than they do Nvidia. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, Intel is going to be entering this race here soon. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whether or not it's going to be, they're going to be worth you know, checking out is, is a whole other debate, but the fact that they're entering this space is, I mean, that's, that's got to put pressure on, on NVIDIA or it's going to put pressure on NVIDIA. Uh, one can only hope uh, that there, there's like a, a good solid competition for performance versus a uh, price, a good cost to performance ratio. Yeah. Cause right now it, it ain't it. It ain't it chief. Mendachi. The name of the game is competition, man. And uh, when you come out looking like this, it's a, it's a good way to just like get everyone to think that you stepped in dog shit, you know, just coming right into the showroom. Um, obviously it's raised everybody's eyebrows. I would really hope that there's nothing nefarious here, but with everything else kind of going on with Nvidia this year, it's hard not to be skeptical. 
Uh, I'm going to stick with Mr. Green in, in that um, I, I really hope that it's AMD's year. Um, and I really hope that we actually see some actual effective and consumer-friendly price points uh, moving forward. Obviously, more options is always better, but lower that price tag down so that it's you know more likely more reasonable more realistic that uh all of us out here can start maybe thinking like you know what maybe i could afford that <laughs> you know instead of being like yeah right you know it, it's just uh it is it is at least nice to be talking about like oh there's cards coming <laughs> yeah like that's a nice that's a nice change of pace right which hopefully I'm gonna be getting a card upgrade here soon. Eee. And then I Yay. and then uh, Green can have his uh, sixteen sixty back. <laughs> I'm not I'm not overly stressed about the sixteen sixty. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was a weird unannouncement. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about some yeah. more announcements? Take backsies. We're moving from take backsies to razor. Yes. Yeah. Which I'm not gonna lie. You know, we talked about we talked about razor last week, and I'm a little annoyed with razor right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. So over the weekend, razor had their showcase, RazorCon 2022. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about li- like literally everything because I think they even like a la- they had like a Lamborghini. Uh, collaboration and that's right like <laughs> of course they did who of cares course they did. unless you're unless you're a, a a car guy who thinks they have lamborghini money no one really cares um right but like the thing that we were really waiting for was more news related to the razor edge because we got that announcement last week right and they said that they're going to show more off and we did get more but there is one crucial piece of information that they left out that I will talk about here in a second. But what we did get from them is that the Razer Edge is coming in two different variations. There's going to be a Wi-Fi only version and a 5G compatible device. That 5G compatible device is going to be exclusive through Verizon. That's your only. That's the only retailer you're going to be able to buy it from. Will also Weird. come with a new uh, Razer Kishi V2 Pro controller. Uh, the Wi-Fi version is going to be four hundred dollars American, uh, and the five G version, which is going to be exclusive from Verizon, they will announce at a later time and date. We still don't know how much that one's going to cost. <laughs> I'm going to say it right now: uh, six ninety nine. You think so? You're going to go for a, a full three hundred dollars more? Yes. What do you think, Green? Wild speculation. I don't know. I don't know. I I still think it's gonna be up there, like nearing like almost phone cost price. So yeah. See, my my initial gut was gonna tell me it's gonna be $150 more than the Wi-Fi only. So I was thinking uh you know 550, maybe 600 bucks. Um, I'm saying I'm saying 700 because, you know, it'll have Wi-Fi as well with, you know, obviously 5G, but you got to figure in the controller. And you got to figure um, you got to put on the service to get that, get it jump started. Yeah. So I... that's I'm saying, like, walk out the door, 699 plus tax. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then their whole plan is to sell you a, a plan. <laughs> yep. their whole scheme exactly. is to sell you a plan so or add a line to your line. your, your yeah. plan yeah mm-hmm. um so yeah that's that's the reason i'm a little annoyed just with the fact it's like come on just give us all the fucking information on this thing <laughs> they're, mm-hmm. unless yep. they're still like doing the math they're talking to their cpas or something you know trying to figure it out still but yeah, I'm like, come on, why, why announce this thing a week ago, cock tease us for RazorCon 2022, and then like leave us just a little bit more blue balled in terms of that coverage? I'm like, I would have loved to just like been able to compare and maybe think about it, 
compared right. to many yeah. other handhelds. It's got the razor sticker on it. They can ask it whatever the fuck they want. True. And someone is going as to many buy lights. It. Put as many lights on it as it can possibly hold. Yeah. Like it's just going to be made out of an LED strip. <laughs> strip. Speaking... See through like the yeah. old Game Boys. Yeah. Speaking of uh, RGB strips, they oh boy, they have a lot of RGBified uh, stuff. So they also announced the Kraken Kitty V2 Pro. Uh, that's going to come with a hyperclear cardioid microphone and a Triforce titanium 50 millimeter headphone driver. Um, it looks like a Kraken. It has the kitty ears. It looks okay. Uh, I think that was, you're going to see a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, all your, all your, uh, e-girls are going to be wearing those. Um, they also have kawaii. Um, Nico, Nico, Nee. Uh, there's also the. (laughs) Razor <laughs> Kyra. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Kyra? K-A- I'm pretty sure. I-R-A. Yeah, Kyra headset. And that's going to be coming with some PS5 options. It's going to feature a 2.4 gigahertz wireless connection, 30-hour uh, battery life, a tri- and the same Triforce. Uh, actually, no, not the same. Sorry. They're just going to be featuring Triforce 50 millimeter drivers with the same hyperclear mic as the Kraken Kitty V2. Uh, so, I think it's not going to have nearly as premium at, uh, of drivers in the in the headphones, but um, it'll I have to say that detachable mic. That battery life is actually pretty impressive, and I think that's one of the biggest things I liked about the Steel Series is like the Arctis Sevens had like a twenty four hour battery life, mm-hmm. like of straight playthrough. So like that's that's actually really impressive. You don't have to charge those for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that's about like these Logitechs here. This is probably, I'm going to probably estimate this is probably at 24, 25. Hmm. What's it like having to charge your headphones? Uh, you know, it kind of sucks sometimes because then you got like a like a cord wrapped around you if you uh, forget to do it when you uh, walk away. But um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and any other time, like it's nice that you can just like, you know, get up, go to the bathroom, not have to take your headset off, you know, so, stuff like that. You know, Facts. there's, you know. There's pros. I I am a cyborg and I want to be tethered to my machine. Uh, there's also <laughs> the ham, uh, the Hammerhead Hyperspeed Gaming Earbuds, which will be compatible with PS5 and Xbox. They're actually going to have like a PS5 and Xbox version, of, like color schemed ones. Uh, they're going to come with Chroma RGB. Hell yeah! Why? It makes Why? it it makes it sound better, Mendachi. <laughs> um, they're like all their earphones, dude. Come on. <laughs> Well, these are actually earbuds. Yeah. Okay. So these are like the so your ear holes light up. Your yeah. ear holes light well, up, and I'm you saying. you yourself um, gain fifty FPS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you transcend reality, and you become faster because yeah, you like, have RGB. You are a race car on the streets of of Need for Speed Underground. Oh, you yeah, are yeah, faster my, because you have LED my lights. Question, my question is like, who is the Chroma for? Right? Like, it's you're never going to see it. It's completely out of, out of your peripherals. Unless like you're like right next to a wall and you can see the light bouncing off. Mendachi. Like why put it there? Why? Mendachi. I don't get it. RGB is not for the person who uses RGB. It's for everyone else to see the RGB and think it's cool as fuck. It's not a phase. It's a lifestyle. My, my, my question for you though, is who are the lights in the kitty shoes for? Oh, those are those are for us. <laughs> when, yeah, when those you wear so when you go when you go on your morning runs, you need to get your light up shoes and then your RGB uh, gaming earbuds. Anyways, these are these yeah. uh, and your mask. Don't forget the mask. The, R- that's true. Project Hazel. They called it. They call it something now. The 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 RGB face Shinobi. mask. You're gonna have that too. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but there's also these are also gonna have a 30 uh 30 hour battery life. And they're gonna charge with USB C because you know, of course they are. That's pretty standard. I don't know why I even have that as a note. You would expect them to charge uh, with USB C. Uh, they're also gonna be Bluetooth 5.2 compatible. Uh, the only other thing that I saw that I felt like mentioning is that a bunch of peripherals are coming with, are getting like new colors, like the Orochi, the Strider, and the Black Shark are getting like a whole new color scheme added, so you can now get them in like it was like it wasn't a bad color it was kind of like a coral pink like a really light almost like for those who are watching uh right now almost like the color of green's shirt 
Mm. It's not pink, it's salmon. Right. Yeah, whatever you say, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. Um, Yeah, just new colors for stuff. That's nice. There wasn't much else that I thought was really worth mentioning. Like I said, there's like a Lamborghini type thing, collaboration. And again, who the fuck cares? (laughs) Right, yeah. Again, who's this for? Come on. Yeah, that's that's it, that's for Lamborghini. That's marketing for Lamborghini because we all It's a lifestyle. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to lifestyle my way into a RGB chroma grave. Uh. <laughs> I'm sure now that you said it, Razor is now going to start making coffins. Thank you. Yep. Oh, yep. fuck. I Can can't we wait. sell that idea to them? We sure could. Okay, so this uh, the show is recorded at uh, 10 18 2022 at uh, 7 45 p.m. Central Time. Okay, if they come out with an announcement after this that they're coming out with RGB coffins, they owe us royalties. They stole that idea from us. We will fight. Yeah, I that can't wait court. to. <laughs> I can't wait to have the chateau that Razor Coffins built. <laughs> it will. It will be the the Razor Morta perfect that's what they'll call it yep it's just like rgb how, for the worms just like how uh marvel made spider-man and like avengers uh coffins at one point yes yeah oh yeah oh yeah or uh fucking what was that Sh- shadow man the the two weekend coming it, and they paid someone to put shadow man the two weekend coming on their tombstone uh, there was a baby named Turok. Uh, like all sorts of stuff. I love going down those. Uh, name your baby Turok. Yeah. And, and then we'll pay you nothing. We'll pay you nothing to name your baby Turok. Hell I don't yeah. know if you guys ever, ever looked at any of that. Uh-uh. But yeah, the the media uh, background on, on video games of yesteryear. Just look at all the goofy shit that they tried to get people to, to do for a little bit of money so that they could... Uh, show off their game or like advertise their game in a really dumb way. Yeah. Like naming your baby Turok. Hmm? So yeah, there wasn't much else that I felt like mentioning from RazorCon. Is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about mention from RazorCon at all? No. Yeah. Uh I think that's it. I'm never truly impressed from RazorCon anyway, so well yeah razor as a company i'm never super like i'm never stoked on them i like i i know they have their fans i know they have i know they put out some very quality products but like i just don't get the i don't get like the hard on for them um i don't i don't feel like i'm ever like going out there to just uh i don't know like really simp for them hard so i feel like half of it's the names of their products maybe like a little bit of the design but then just the uh prestige that comes from just being like oh yeah it's razor (laughs) it just it's a whole ass persona it's it's brand persona and i hate it I don't yeah. like it. It makes me mad. It makes me mauled. Um, yeah, I think that's it for the show this week. Cool. And I don't think there's anything else that we wanted to talk about. No. Let me go so I can go and eat my chroma dinner. <laughs> uh, Green Elite, what's coming up with you? TV dinners brought to you by Razor. Um well, I'm probably going to be playing some more Hunt Showdown. Uh, I'm starting to get back into like actually streaming pretty much every day, which is really nice. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, Hunt Showdown, uh, making editing videos for TikTok. Um, and start actually like thinking, brainstorming ideas for YouTube. Um, since I don't really have like a studio space anymore, um, it's probably just going to be like actual game footage and stuff like that. Um, but you can catch me at twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. All that fancy stuff is uh, like for socials and stuff is going to be Mr. Green Elite as well, except for Instagram, which is TTV Mr. Green Elite. Don't want to talk about it. Shame. <laughs> Mendachi. 
Hey, man. Uh, yeah, so uh, my term finishes this week, which means that this weekend I don't have anything going on homework-wise. So Friday, I'll be doing my uh, eSports casting for Upper Iowa eSports and their Rocket League tournament bouts. Um, it, it's been a rough time for them this season, so they could use some positivity in the chat. If you guys came over, that would be Upper Iowa Esports. Um, that's typically Friday's first game starting at 7 p.m. Central Time, if you'd so like to, to see that. Otherwise, stay tuned on my Twitter at OnlyMendachi to see if I do end up with some free time to actually stream for the first time in quite some time on saturday i would love to hang out potentially play some some co-op games that are sadly not dark tide but that's that's all i got <laughs> yeah uh coming up for me friday night i'm playing some hunt showdown uh saturday we got something very special we got something very special uh green mendachi myself our good friend revsven and my good buddy quantum alt uh we're gonna be doing this uh fifth annual spookathon so for anyone who is like new to the community every year uh for halloween uh i have done a special stream where we read scary stories a lot of uh in previous years we've done like a writing contest uh where uh members of the community would submit their stories but we aren't doing that this year uh i had just not enough time or energy to devote to getting stories and collecting uh so this year it's just going to be uh us five scary story boys reading scary stories to each other uh and then uh sunday i'm gonna be playing fallout 76 i picked it up for free and i've been wanting to try it out i've been playing it uh off stream and uh i just kind of want to continue playing it and see where we go with it in the future so that's me this week. You can also follow and keep up with me on Twitter at Danny K, D-A-N-I-E-C-A-E. -E. Green Elite, hit him with our Twitter. Uh, at Next Nothing PC. Hell yeah. And I think that's going to wrap up the show this week. So thanks for watching and listening. Your time with us is always appreciated. But of course, we're not just interested in your time or attention. We're also interested in your thoughts and opinions. So if you made it this far, go on ahead and answer the question of the week this week. What's your light in the dark? Drop that in the comments on YouTube. That would be greatly appreciated. If you missed any part of the show or want to take us on the go, you can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to catch us live, if you're already joining us on VODs, then you can find us on Twitch at 7 p.m. Central every Tuesday, and that's on Next to Nothing Network. All one word. If you guys like what we do, you can drop a like and subscribe and ring that bell. That helps us out a ton. We are so close to 300. And remember, if you guys um, get to 500 subs, or is it 400 subs? 400 subs. That I it's Yeah, it's 400 for the maid suit. And then 500, you need to do a professional photo shoot Yeah, with the maid suit and something else. Your glitter beard. Yes, yes. So, yes. yeah, that's your guys' goal. But, uh, yeah, we're so close to hitting uh, 300. So if you guys like what we do, go on ahead and drop a subscribe. That helps us out a ton. Otherwise, until next week, stay safe, stay healthy, keep fighting the good fights, and we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye, Love you.